You're listening to Design to Lead, a podcast where you get to hear the experiences, both the successes and the failures of two pastors who want to continue to grow in church leadership. Through this journey, we want to share what we're learning along the way. So if you're involved or interested in ministry, this podcast is for you. This is Design to Lead. All right, Casey, good to have you here at Lone Oak Baptist with us. Welcome to the new format of the Design to Lead podcast, a podcast that is for pastors and church staff, ministry leaders, Bible study teachers, Sunday school teachers, anybody who leads a ministry or a group of people within the local church. Great podcast that you began months ago, and so we're glad that you're furthering this and here with us. Uh, I'm Reed Terry, pastor here at Lone Oak Baptist Church, and uh, tell us a little about yourself, Casey. Well, I am Casey Johnson, pastor at Bonita Road Baptist Church, and uh, started this podcast a while back, and uh, just to kind of give you a background of how all this started, just really had a heart for leadership myself, and uh, wanted to just kind of pour into other people, not necessarily just on a personal level, but also through social media and, you know, podcast land and all that kind of stuff, and so... Uh, so I launched this Design to Lead Leadership Podcast, and uh, uh, it's really kind of cool because at the beginning, I remember calling you and asking you after about two or three episodes, That's right. uh, Reed, what do you think about the podcast? And and uh, you were honest with me yeah. and, and yeah. told me what you thought about it. Well, here's some good things about it. Here's some things that are not so good about it. One of the things that you said was you need somebody else to right. be able to have a conversation with you. Yeah, it was just yeah. you you talking, just kind of yeah. laying some, uh, I guess, some principles out there. Yeah. And it was it was almost um, like a lecture. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think that's yeah. what I said to you. Yeah, the old preacher principle, basically, just me talking to people and no interaction. Sure. And so when you said that, I mean, I kind of took that to heart. And over the next couple of episodes, I, I had a couple of preachers on and we started talking about it a little bit, and then I just I just kind of fizzled out on it, to be honest with you. I mean, just it, I got discouraged by it a little bit, and then you and I began to talk at the Southern Baptist Convention about it, yeah. and uh, you said something about it. I think and it was like we need we need to start that thing up and partner up, right? Because yeah. I had I noticed you you hadn't done one in right. a while, and yeah. I asked you about that, and you kind of shared with me then a little bit of the frustration that you were having, and yeah. so man, let's let's do it together because this leadership stuff is something that is has really been a topic that we talk about a lot. A you lot. and I, we, we yeah. share principles and thoughts and you've sent me information before that yeah. I've used with yeah. our interns and staff right. here. And yeah. we kind of shared books that we read together. And yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Cause I'm, I'm, I, I just love leadership and love talking about it. Love quoting different leaders and stuff like that. I'm sure my people at my church are like, man, I'm sick and tired of hearing all these <laughs> leadership principles, right. but it's just something that's near and dear to my heart, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, it was great content when when you began to start and right. the things that you've shared with me, great content, things that I know need to be talked about, need to yeah. be shared, people need to embrace. Um, but there's a lot of leadership books, podcasts, videos, yeah. things like that. What's going to what's gonna set this apart? What's your vision for Design to Lead as, as we go forward with this podcast? Yeah, I think for me... In the very beginning, when I was thinking about this podcast, I kind of thought because I I try my best at our church to develop leaders. Uh, You know, that's kind of one of our core principles at our church is to take learners and turn them into leaders. And I really do believe that God has put in each person, every every person that he's created, there's there's leadership in some form or fashion. Now, you're not going to lead in everything, but you may lead in some things and God's put that in you. And so for me, I think 
you know, what's so beneficial about this is that I really believe that what we can do is help people just unlock and unleash the leadership potential that is in them. And it's not just by sharing principles that we've gotten from other people and things of that nature, which that will come out, but it's that you and I are learning these things. We are practicing these things and every single day we're learning more and more and more. And so then we're just going to spew that out to other people as we are in the trenches doing it ourselves. So I think that's a big bonus. That's right. Both of us want to be faithful pastors, faithful leaders. We want to see our ministries be successful. And I know we've talked about one of the things we've talked about that oftentimes we see in, in some pastors and leaders is this idea that I was called by God and I preach a decent sermon, yeah. and that ought to be enough. Yeah, and that's not the case. It's not, is no, it? No, it's not. No. When you when you are actually, when you look at the pastor role from a biblical perspective, of course the calling has to be there, Absolutely. and of course the preaching of the Word of God is there. We're not trying to diminish that. I don't, no. But you're leading a flock of sheep. You're leading a flock of people. Right. And so you can't just say, hey, I'm going to preach the Word of God, and then I'll let you all alone. That's there right. has to be some organization involved there has to be some principles that are set forth to help you move and i like to say this at our church we're trying to get people from where they are to where they need to be and in order to do that it takes leadership right and it's not just preaching the word of god yeah it doesn't just happen in an hour on a sunday morning the church is the church 24 7 yeah that's right right and we're the leaders of that of the church if that's the case then i just preach a sermon and go get another job for the rest of the week i mean it's it's so much more than that sure i'll give you an example through the pandemic that we've experienced here recently um i I teach a a class once a month to other pastors uh about revitalization church revitalization and uh one of the things that we discovered during that process that there were a lot of guys that were so far behind in these types of areas of leadership with social media and things of that nature, they just thought I'm preaching the word of God, loving my people. And that's all. Yeah. And now they find that they are way, 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 way far behind on right. some of these things. And it just takes leadership to help develop that. You right. Know? Right. You know, when yeah. I was just starting out, my, my first church that I was serving at was my home church. I was mm-hmm. called to be the youth pastor at, at my home church. And it was you know not a large church, a small church, very neighborhood type church, yeah. family type church. And my family was, uh, was a pretty good sized family within the church. And in fact, my grandfather, my dad, and two uncles were all deacons. We didn't even have a dozen deacons and they were all deacons in this church. And so when I stepped into that role, there were some expectations that right. I placed upon myself or that my family and the church where I grew up would have placed upon me. And yeah. I learned real quick, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I think that's a, I think that's a thought a lot of pastors have from time to time. What, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, and you, yeah. it, it, you got to learn that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and people don't rise. People don't rise to the level of their expectation. They rise to the level they're equipping. That's and that's, right. that's, that's what right. this leadership's about, that that's we would right. be equipped to be, to yeah. be leaders. Yeah, I, I can I can look back. You you're talking about when you first got started in, in ministry and yeah. you know, looking at that, maybe maybe an epic leadership fail, just didn't know what I was doing. Uh I, I can go all the way back myself to whenever I first started in the youth ministry. Um I had a pastor, he was a wise pastor, he was a great pastor. Um, but as a young leader, as a young leader and a young minister coming up, um I just had things in my mind and in my head, you know, that, that I, I thought I knew, um, but I didn't really know anything, but I thought I knew all of that. And he, he came to me and 
and he was giving me some wise counsel and advice after some just really stupid mistakes that I was making. And uh, to be honest with you, I, I would get frustrated at him, and I would think, you know, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. Now, right. I, I would think stuff like this. He's old. He doesn't yeah. know what he's talking about. Now, he probably wasn't 50, 50 right. years old, 55 at the time. Our age yeah, now. Yeah, our age now, you know, yeah. And so I'm like, he's old. He don't know anything about youth ministry, and what does he know? And it, it was so frustrating to me. Um, but I ended up having a, you know, through that whole process, I ended up making a lot of decisions in, in my leadership journey at the beginning um, because I, I just thought I knew everything and I didn't. And it almost cost me my marriage. And so it got so bad that uh, I ended up getting out of the ministry for a year uh, of just kind of on hold to kind of take care of my marriage because I almost lost my marriage because of the decisions I was making in ministry at right. that time. And I wouldn't listen to the wise counsel of this pastor. And so long story short, I, I ended up getting back to where I needed to be, repented of a lot of things and just got back to where God wanted me to be and tried to really start focusing more on my leadership and, and being intentional about doing it the right way. And I guess it was probably 15 years later, I was at a uh, evangelism conference in New Orleans and I saw this pastor and I invited him, invited him out for supper that night and I bought him a steak. I guess, you know, that's what you do right. whenever you, you know, you've uh, done something wrong to somebody. You're like, take them out for a steak. No steak. So I, I took him out and I bought him a steak and, uh, and I apologized to him. I was yeah. like, you know, back then I said, you tried to invest in me. You tried to help me understand leadership and how to do it and things like that. And, uh, and I just dismissed it. I thought you didn't know anything. And here I am 15 years later in, in much the position that you were in at that time. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry, right. you know, because you were right. I was wrong. And, and so that really just kind of helped me. It was a leadership fail, but it helped me establish more principles on, I have to be intentional about my leadership strategy and, and what to do and how to do it. So yeah, that was yeah. big for me. Yeah. yeah. And what, you know, what you're just saying and what we're talking about here really sets the groundwork for what this podcast is supposed to be. We're yeah. not experts, right? We're just fighting the fight along with everybody listening. We're just, we're just dirty like everybody else that, in the trenches. That's yeah. right. We're down in yeah. there every day trying to put things into practice. And yeah. sometimes the greatest lessons that we learn are from the failures that we've experienced. Yeah. Um, and we just want to share with those who are listening some things that, that we've learned along the way, some things that we're still learning, yeah. uh, and some ways that we learned it. And if we can save somebody from going through some of the pain that we went through, That'd be yeah. a blessing to them. Yeah, absolutely. Because that whole experience for me could have wrecked my ministry yeah, completely. That's right. And and so, man, it's a hard-headed, but I eventually got to the place that I needed to be. And so, yeah, if we can help somebody avoid that. They, and, and what's funny is I learned so much from that experience that now I'm constantly telling young ministers about right. that. And like, you need to watch this, watch this, watch that. You know? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. We just want them to learn from our mistakes. Right. Right. Yeah. Now you're pastoring right now, senior yep. pastor. You've been a traveling evangelist mm -hmm. for, for years. You did yep. youth ministry yep. for a while. Yep. Uh, I've pastored for uh, nearly a dozen years now. Yep. I've been youth minister for a dozen before that. When you think through your journey mm -hmm. of church ministry, church leadership, what is that one that first piece of advice or that maybe most important lesson that you believe we could share today on podcast number one of this new format, right. what is the most important 
lesson that we could share with our with our listeners that would help them as they want to become the leaders God's intended them to be. Yeah. Teachability. Teachability. Remain teachable. All right. Absolutely. Now, now let's unpack yeah. that a little bit. What yeah. does that what does that mean, Casey? To to me somebody who is teachable would be somebody that is humble enough to be able to learn from somebody else. Okay. That's, that's just plain and simple. That's that's what it means to me. Teachability. Yeah. Humble enough to be able to learn from somebody else. Right. Yeah. And we ought to be lifelong learners. Absolutely. Never never stop learning. That's right. I, I think I heard um, Craig Rochelle, I think it is. I could be wrong on this quote, but I think it was him that said, if you're not learning, you're not leading. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you think that's, that's right. a strong quote. Yes. You know, because as leaders, think about it. We can only lead to the place that we know. Yeah. So if we're not continuing to learn and press forward, then we're not leading anywhere past that place that we've that already we been. Are. Right. Yeah. Right. So we need to continue to learn so that we can lead that way. Right. So, yeah. When you talk about being a lifelong learner, I, I th- always think about my grandfather who died in his late nineties and he, he always was a reader, yeah. always read books. I mean, I, I remember he was about 90 years old and I got a Facebook friend request from my grandfather. <laughs> you know, he was learning what was new out that's there. Right, yeah. And that's the way we're yeah. supposed to be in Absolutely. the ministry. We're never going to attain it all. We've yeah. got to continually be a lifelong learner. That's right. What else does teachability mean? Is there any other thoughts about that that you could unpack? Well, I, I think that... Um, you know, in some ways, the teachability aspect is when, or when you see a person that is teachable, I think that person always surrounds themselves with people who can teach them. If you see a person that is shying away from others who can teach them something, yeah, then that's kind of going to be someone who is unteachable. Right. If that makes any right. sense. You know. Yeah. So I think we're hitting on something here that it's easier to describe what teachability is not, or to see it. That's right. Than it is to, to see w- when somebody is teachable. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you take the, what the question you just asked me for an example. You know, give me something else about teachability, and my first concept was to show you what it doesn't, what right. it doesn't look like. Yeah. So I, I agree with that 100%, and I think there's some things that you can um, watch for. Right. Um, because as a leader, what you're trying to do is you're trying to do, um, as Paul told Titus, you're trying to set an order the yes. things at the church. And so you're looking for people to put in places of leadership and you want to always pick people that are teachable. Right. And so you want to make sure that you can spot people that are not teachable. Right. And I just so happened to have some characteristics written down. <laughs> All right. You gave uh, us one I, yeah. that we know about is, is not to be prideful. That's we right. know in scripture, it says that as the elect of God, we ought to be we're clothed in humility. That's so right. that's the first one. That's so right. give me some okay. more. Okay. Here's some things you can look for in a person who has that, that is unteachable. So characteristics of unteachability. Number one, that person who is unteachable will demand authority, but they don't respect authority. Wow. That's good. They will demand it, but they won't respect it. Right. So you, if you see that, then you know that that's an unteachable person because they want to, they want to teach you and want you to listen and obey them, but they don't respect the authority that is above them. Yes. Because how dare that person tell me what to do? Right. So that's right. one. And big, two, on, big on titles, right? Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, got the title that's right. so that that gives me the authority. That's right. But maybe they've never earned that. That's right. You know, maybe that people don't re- are following them or respect them. That's but, right. hey, I've got the title, so you've got to give me that authority. That's, that's right. might yeah. be what that would look yeah, like. Yeah, and you have to be careful of that. Yeah, Because absolutely. if you put people in places that have that characteristic, 
that's going to be a struggle down the road for you. For sure. So you're already creating a problem before it needs to happen. Right. So that would be number one. Number two would be that these people are not involved unless they're in charge. Oh, yeah. A person who's unteachable is not going to be involved in anything unless they're the one calling the shots because they don't want anybody else telling them what to do, which means they are unteachable. Right. So yeah. you got to watch for that. Yeah. Right. In charge. In charge. They're, they're involved. That's but right. if they're not the one leading, they're not going to be there. Gonna be there. Yeah. Right. No. no. And That's number good. three, they're going to be critical or negative on everything and everybody. So if you find that person that, that is unteachable, they're always going to be able to tell you what's wrong with everything you're doing and what's wrong with everybody you got in the place that you have them in. Right. And they're going to, they'll immediately, that's where they're going to go. So you need to watch for those sort of things. When you see people that fit those three or four things, they're unteachable. I'm sure you have some yourself. Well, the, the word that came to my mind when you said that is they're very dogmatic. Yes. It's my way or the highway. That's this right. is the way it's got to be. That's right. And you can't do it a different way. You've got to do it my way. Yeah. There's no a way. There's the way. There, right. Now, we know that only the way is the gospel. Sure. But there's a way to do a lot of different things in the church that may not be. We, we, we kind of slice it up like this at our church. We say we're not looking for a good idea because everybody's got good ideas. We're looking for the God idea. Right. That's what we want to focus sure. on. And the good idea takes away from the God idea right. many times. That's you can right. chase a hundred good ideas yeah. Yeah. and miss the one thing miss that God wants thing. you to do. And I tell people your idea, your good idea may not be the God idea right now, but it may be the God idea later right. or something. That's right. So, but these people, they have the philosophy that if it's not their idea, then it ain't the God idea. Right. And then, yeah. you know. Got to be careful. And don't you find that people that are with that mindset, they're very dogmatic, they're not open to new ideas. No, no, no. They're no, no, not no. at all open. Very dogmatic in that this is the way we've done it, this That's is the right. way we've got to do it, yeah. or this is my idea to do yeah. it differently, but it's the only way it can be done. It's nothing will work unless we do it the way that it's been done. And then when it does start working, then they have another reason why it won't work anymore or better or whatever. Right. Because that's not the way they want to do it. Yeah. It's just, it's unteachable and it's, it's dangerous. And you know what's, I'm sitting here thinking, you know what's very, um, this may sound different when I, when I say it, but, but follow me here. Somebody like that, that really comes from an area of insecurity. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, you would think, no, man, they're, they're blunt and forceful and they've got confidence about them. But really, it, it doesn't. It really comes from this area of, of insecurity. They hate change. Yeah. They're scared of, of change. They're right. scared of new ideas because they don't know what that means for them. And if they're a power grab person and they want right. that authority that you mentioned earlier, right. they right. demand that. Anything that reeks of them losing a little bit of grip or That's a little right. bit of hold, they don't want anything yeah. to do with no, it. No, not at all. Because then they can't be in, in control. Right. And and that's a thing, too. It's a fear of control. You know, if you learn new things, then you may have to try new things. And if you have to try new things, then that means other people may have to get involved and all of that, and then that's going to cause you to lose control. Right. So, I mean, it, the unteachable spirit is, is, it really is a dangerous spirit, you yeah. know, to have. Sure. Yeah. And it leads to that person being isolated. Nobody mm. wants to be around someone like that. Right. They can't be around someone like that unless they bow down to yeah, their every right. whim, right? Yeah. yeah, they have a hard time making friends because they're too critical of everyone else because everyone else may think differently than them. Right. 
So. And what do you have if you got a leader that's isolated from everybody else? Oh man, you, you're no, not lead, leading. No, no leadership. You're not leading at all. I mean, if you can't turn, you can't turn around and look and see somebody following behind you. You're not. You're not leading. You're not. And and the thing about that is, is when you isolate yourself, that's that's one of the things that the devil wants you to do the most. Sure. Because if you isolate yourself, then he can devour you. I mean, you, look, man, you can learn this in the animal kingdom. Right. I mean, you watch those the wild beast, and one of the things they want that little gazelle to do is they want to pick out the weakest one or the one that isolates himself away from the crowd, sure. and they're going after him. That's right. Because he's easier to devour. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, you, you can see it. If you watch, you'll see it. Right, right. You know? So the number one lesson that, that we've learned yeah. and we want to share is this to be teachable, right. to remain humble, to remain open, to learn to continue to grow so that yep. you can lead lead, other, lead others to a desired future or a desired outcome. Absolutely. And if you're a young leader out there and you're listening to the podcast, um, one of the things you want to make sure that you remember, uh, remember, I think Paul talked about it in the scripture that sometimes young leaders and young people have zeal without knowledge. Right. So when you first start, you know, you listen to the story of me when I first started in youth ministry, disastrous and some of the things I did and it almost cost me. So that's zeal without knowledge. Right. So what you want what you want to do as a young leader is make sure when you come in is that you stay teachable so that someone else can pour that knowledge into you to go along with that zeal that you already have. Right. And then that's just gonna make for a whole lot better minister. Sure. You know, so yeah, you step into an existing ministry, whether that be a church as a pastor or a Sunday school teacher that you're just teaching a new class. There's a way that things have been done, right. and the wise minister would figure that out That's right. before going in there and just disrupting That's everything right. to do it my way. Yeah. But that doesn't show no. any teachability no, whatsoever. No, and, and I've counseled with pastors before and talked with pastors before, and I know that you have as well. And all the years we've been in ministry, you guys did that. They, they went in that zeal, and they just started changing everything, and then they didn't stay long. And then after a little while, they realized I need to go a little slower about that change yeah. or whatever. So, I mean, change must happen. And it's right. just, it's it, a necessity. It but, used to be a popular thing that I heard said, if you want something changed, you got one year to do it. Yeah. Right. You got to get in there in that first year, yeah. you have to get it done. Yeah. And that's, I don't think that's accurate. No, 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 no. I mean, you can begin to set the course. Right. But right. you can't just go in there and pull no. the rug out. No, from I think people. we've seen so many times to where that didn't work. It didn't. And uh, so that would certainly be a teachable moment as well to go, well, you know, we've seen that tried and that doesn't, that doesn't work very well. So I'm going to learn from that. But I think there, I think as far as the change is concerned, uh, and this is, this is just one good nugget uh, that could help, especially young leaders going into a church is that um, just start slow and prioritize that change. There's some things you can change immediately. But there's some things you, it just takes more time, takes time, and you need to recognize that. That's good. So be teachable in that area. Right. You know? That's good. Learn from guys who who have said who have done it and said, "Yeah, I stayed there a year and a half and had to go because I did too much." Learn from that. Learn you know? from that. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So our our listeners today hear us talk about teachability, what that looks like when you're not teachable. Right. Let's wrap it up by giving them some practical things to okay. do maybe in this next month that would help them develop whether they feel like they are open and, and teachable and want to learn new things yeah. or whether they know they struggle with that. What are some things, Casey, that you would say you could put in place in your life this month that would help you grow in with that teachable spirit? Okay. I, I would say one of the first things that I would mention, and, I, and I've done every, everything I mentioned 
I'm, I'm doing. Right. Um, but I would say one of the first things is find a mentor. Yes. You know, find somebody. And I even have mentors that are, that are uh, local, you know, guys that I can, that, that have been doing it, doing it well for a long time. And I can go to them and they, they'll be honest with me and be truthful with me. Um, and then I have um, long distance mentors, um, guys that I may not, and I always say it like this, maybe guys that's a little bit more famous, but I don't, that's not a good word in right. the church world, but guys like Johnny Hunt or somebody like that, that's been doing it for a long, long time that you may think they're, they're unapproachable, but one call to Johnny Hunt to explain to him that I would like for you long distance to pour into me. He's like, man, absolutely. I'd love to, you know? Right. So try to find somebody long distance and local that could be a mentor to right. you, you know, right. to help you learn. So that's one let thing me, for sure. Let me bounce off of that for a second, because sure. in, in my life, I think it's also been helpful to find the guy that's been there and done that a little bit older, yeah. a little more experienced yeah. that's done it well but also to surround yourself with guys who are in the same place that you are. Absolutely. And, and I know that for me and you, that's something that our relationship has been. And we've, we've got other friends that yeah. serve that as well. So a mentor doesn't necessarily have to be yeah. an older guy. Right. You can be mentored by guys your age, guys right. that are going through the same thing you're going through. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, you know, just for the listeners to know, uh, that you and I just didn't meet up yesterday and decided to do a podcast. We've been friends for a long time and, there's been a lot of Sundays where I, I have sermon quotes and one-liners. I'm a one-line guy. Right. I send these one-liners to you and, and Craig Franklin and, you know, other guys. It's like, what do you think about this? Or do you think this is accurate and stuff? And so we just bounce stuff off each sure. other and you'll send them to me. And so, yeah, I definitely think we can learn from guys that are our age and that are in the mix doing it, right. you know, and I think we need that. Yeah. yeah. A good word. Have yeah. some people around you that will right. tell you the truth. That's right. Tell you tell what, you the even truth. if it's hard yeah. to even if it hear. hurts those feelings. That's right. Yeah. Get them into even it. if it's, uh, well, Casey, to be honest with you, it's some good points that you have in the podcast, but it's just a little dry. You need somebody else <laughs> right. to be on there. So to be able to receive right. that and go, sure. I'm, I'm taking that into account and I'm yes. going to learn from that. Yes. So now here we are today with a new, new yeah. podcast, which, which brings me to something I wanted to say, because yeah. I was thinking about these things, practical things. If you're going to be, if you're going to be a learner and yeah. teachable, you can't be easily offended. No, 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 no. You know, you just right. cannot be when somebody does help you and want to share some things with you. If you get your feelings heard and, yeah. and, and start that critical spirit that you That's mentioned right. earlier, yeah. you're not learning anything no, and you're brought back into that, into that same attitude of I, I'm not teachable. Yeah, Cause you only learn. want someone to tell you what you already know or tell you what you want to believe. Right. You, but you need men in your life that'll tell you the truth. I, I, I got a great friend that's in my church right now. And, uh, he, he's such a dear friend to me. And, and he's one of those guys that I have in my life that will tell me the truth. Right. Now he's a, he's an encourager. He has the gift of encouragement. So he knows how to tell me the truth, Yes. but he always tells me the truth. And he just told me something this last week. And, uh, and I was like, look, I want you to, he said, well, I'm not, he said, I'm, you know, I'm for you and I'm all, you know that. And I said, but this is one thing. And I said, well, I want you to know I'm taking that to heart mm -hmm. and I'm going to deliberate on that. I'm going to think about that because number one, I know he loves me. I know he cares for me. Right. And I know he's going to be honest with me. And you got to have guys like that in your life. Sure. Yeah. And what, and what's easy for, for you mm -hmm. may not be easy for somebody else. Right. And vice versa, you yeah. know, for him to see that and, and you and I, as we've talked, sometimes I'll call you and say, Hey, this is what I'm facing. What do you yeah. think? And you just got an answer just like that. And yeah. it's, 
it's easy for you, but right. for me, I've been struggling with it for a week or two. Right. That's right. And then that's right. other times, it's the other yeah, way it's around. It's the other way around. That, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you need those people around you that, that can help. But but if you're never talking to those people, you never have that happen. You never. That's right. And if you're unteachable, you're never going to be talking to those people. You're not going to ask. That's right. Because you think you know it all. That's right. So yeah. that leads me to my second thing right. that I think you can do to encourage teachability this coming up month. Find somebody who's done what you're trying to do and ask questions. Yes. Ask questions. Yeah. I think yeah. that's one of the greatest things about, you know, if you're teachable, you're going to be inquisitive. Yes. You're going to be curious. Yeah. You're going to ask those yeah. questions. Yeah, that's one sign of it. Yeah. Because you want to learn and want to grow and be the best that you can be. You recognize that there's a leadership quality in you. God's put it there. And you want to be the absolute best. So asking a question, that's just part of the course, man. That's it. I'm going to ask you all so that I can find out. And I'm going to ask multiple people. And get everybody's opinion so that I can formulate what I think, you know, we need to do. Yeah, I think so. that's biblical, isn't it? Wisdom yeah, in a multitude of counts exactly or something right. like that, right? That's exactly right. That's good. Yeah. Seems like it's in the Bible. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my third one is to uh, things you can do this month is to read books that challenge and inspire you. Uh, and I know the first thing that some people are going to say is, I hate reading. Well, I did too. Yeah. The only thing is I like, I like learning about leadership and unlocking my leadership potential more than I hate reading. Right. So I read, but I want to read the books that challenge me and inspire me. And typically, you're gonna, that's going to be in my area of influence, my area of ministry, um, whether it's pastoring, preaching, leadership, something like that, because sure. those are the things I'm passionate about. And you'll know within the first two or three chapters whether it's a book you want to continue. Right. But, you, but when you find them, though, that they challenge you and inspire you, you won't be able to put it down. Right. You know, you, you say, I'm going to read a chapter or two a day, but then when you get started, you're like, well, I'm going to read four or five today, you know. Right. Yeah. Just, you, that's important. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Johnny Hunt earlier. One of his yeah. books, Building Your Leadership Resume, is one of my favorite yeah. that I've read, and I've reread and reread and used with our staff and yeah. many times. So what books do you read? What are some things that just speak to you? Yeah, one, one of the books I would say that had probably a huge impact on me, and I just read it a few years ago, uh, but I've been giving it out ever since. I mean, when I do leadership classes and stuff at our church, I'll give this book to people. And it's uh, Forward by Ronnie Floyd. Right. Um, it's Seven Distinguishing Marks of Future Leaders. And small the whole, book. The, yes, very small book. Yeah, quick man. read. Yeah, real, mm -hmm. So when you hand that to people, they're not looking at it going, oh, my gosh. You know, right. that's like five, 600 pages. No, it's like 100 pages. Right. And it's small, but it's so impactful. And the reason why it was for me is because it really, really challenges you to think ahead and to think forward, to not lead for now, but lead for later. Yes. That even when you're gone, somebody else is coming in afterwards. And so you've got to think about the future. Right. And so it's not just making decisions that affect the here and now, but it affects the later because obviously you have a vision and you want to reach the vision. And so you need to lead for that vision. So that, that book had a huge impact on me. That's a good one. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. That's leadership. Leadership is seeing a future mm -hmm. that no, maybe nobody else sees right. and figuring out a way to get people there. Yeah. And that's, that really segues into what we're going to be talking about next time right. as we begin to unpack what vision is and how we, can, how we can have that forward thinking and leading with a vision. Yeah. Anything else you want to mention? Anything else you've got on your mind about teachability before well, we wrap this up. I, I would say, you know, if you're in, just from a practical perspective, if you say, look, I want to be more teachable. And, and so I'm going to try some of these things that y'all are saying in the next month or whatever. 
Um, if you're leading a ministry of any kind, one of the things that I would encourage you to do is constantly evaluate, always evaluate, not evaluate so you can be negative on yourself, but evaluate so that you can see the good and see the bad, what's working, what isn't working. And so that you can be better at it. Right. And so I, that's one thing that I always do is evaluate. And if I see something I'm doing and it's just not working and it's, then I don't want to do it anymore right. or I want to make it better. You sure. know, so that's something that I would encourage people to do as well. Every week in our staff meetings, we ask ourselves those questions. We yeah. say, okay, let's think about this past week. What did we do right? Yeah. Or what went right and why did it go right? Yeah. What went wrong and why did it go wrong? Right. If it went right, why? Let's do it again. If yeah. it went wrong, why? Let's not do that again. That's right. That's all. And that's asking those questions of yourself. That's right. And I think you always have to be evaluating. That's a great yeah. point. Yeah, because you don't want to be telling people. To do all, like you and I don't want to be telling people to do all this stuff, and yet me and you are not doing it. Correct. I mean, we, we do these things, and sure. so we see that there's value in them, and that's why we want to share it with everybody else, because it's going to be valuable to help them unlock that leadership potential in them. Absolutely. Just got to do it. Yeah. Be teachable. Good word. Yeah. Good word. Man, it's been fun. Yeah. I'm glad to have you up here and be able to sit across the table and talk about these things that normally we talk about on the phone and get to visit about. In the great old state of Arkansas. And that's right. (laughs) The great state of Arkansas. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. (laughs) Let's get that in there. That's right. That's right. Well, we'll, we'll um, be back next time, and we're going to talk a little bit about vision yeah. uh, on next time. But those that are listening, if you've enjoyed the podcast, we want to really encourage you to share it with other people, to uh, like it, rate it, subscribe to it, all of those things that you could do. It really helps get the word out. Casey, right. one last word from you. Hey, rate it high. Rate it real high. Share it, share it, share it with everybody, man. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited for the new format. Excited to let people hear it, and I I certainly think it's going to be beneficial and helpful to everybody if they'll just listen. I do too. It's been fun. Thanks, Casey. You bet.